This is another episode of the Upstate Music Mind Podcast. Here's your hosts, Ryan Stearns and Johnny Keys. Bam, bam, we are back. It's the Upstate Music Mind Podcast, and we have a special guest co-host for you today. It's a familiar name. He is associated with, of course, Brando Jones Films, but is the Joshua Jones is going to co-host with me today. Joshua, how are you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Excellent, man. It's good to see you, as always. Uh, you said um, Brandon's busy. What? Do you want to tell us a secret? What is he doing right now? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sleeping. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, he had a uh, he had something. Um, I think he's trying to meet up with somebody about a, a project that we're going to work with uh, someone on. And okay. It was just really important in scheduling and stuff like that. He is not here today, but uh, field work is is just as important. Uh huh. It is as the nuts and bolts, I guess, of the business. Um, but yeah, man, we obviously have been uh, doing work with Brando Jones Films here for uh, several months now, and uh, it's the first time I've actually got you on the mic, man. When we when we first interviewed you guys two seasons ago, it was a phone interview, but this is the first time we're doing this. Yeah, face live face, here man. on this beautiful microphone. Absolutely. Uh, in the beautiful venue, of course, The Spinning Jenny. The Spinning Jenny. And uh, speaking of The Spinning Jenny, we're going to highlight a couple of those artists during the next episode. It's going to be kind of a two-parter here. Today's episode, though, Josh, we're going to be featuring the Piedmont Boys and Doc's Tavern. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in to those interviews. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Piedmont Boys finally on the show here at the Upstate Music Mind podcast. Uh, Mr. Greg Payne is on the line. Greg, how you doing, bud? Good. How you doing today, sir? Good, man. Can't complain. The weather is kind of shitty. I guess I could complain about that, but uh, Greg, uh, it's been a long time coming. You guys are one of the most established bands in the area, and I don't know if you remember, buddy, but uh, I've known you for a while because I was in a band called The Will, and we used to kind of cross paths back in the day. Oh, that's right, man. We did the uh, downtown. What oh, yeah. Where'd you play a lot? Uh, well, we, we played at the gathering spot a good bit. You know, we played yeah. in some of the uh, kind of mom and pop places around the area, too. But um, I know we recorded our album. It was called Whitestone Studios back then? or Whitestone, yes, sir. We recorded there, too. That's right. Okay. So I know, yeah, we we had a couple uh, times where our paths crossed. But, uh, Greg, I'm, I'm super excited for you guys. You guys keep on building the name. And the Piedmont Boys, one of the more popular bands in the area. So really happy for everything you've accomplished thus far. But, Greg, for everybody who doesn't know about the Piedmont Boys, why don't you give them a little bit of background and, and kind of describe your sound? Well, we uh, just just do straight up country. You know, we got a, a country band. People label us as uh, maybe a little more like outlaw. I don't like to use the word outlaw, but that's kind of we're not really like radio uh, radio country. And okay. we're a little bit edgy, I guess. Our, our lyrics a little bit, you know, they cross the line here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess the edgy country, you know, and just straight up, you know, we're pretty uh, traditional. We have a fiddle player in the band. Electric guitar, you know, bass, drums. I Excellent. Yeah, yeah, man. Three, four part harmony. So it's, you know, it's a good country sound. Yes, sir. And and for those that don't know, Mr. Greg Payne is the lead singer of the band. And I did have a chance to talk to Tyler Phillips, who is, uh, he's, a, he's a newest guitarist for you guys, right? That's right. Yeah, man. He was playing with uh, old, old Jeff Anderson um, when we had them on the show a couple seasons ago. But Tyler, uh, I know he's an accomplished uh, musician, and I'm, I'm sure you guys were excited to get him on board. Yeah, man. Tyler's a new guy around, man. And he's, he's doing a great job for us. He replaced Stuart McConnell, and Stuart left and joined Blackfoot, the old 70s band. You know, oh, right. So they, they had a little, uh, he, he left the band on good terms, and, you know, we... Tyler was first on my list, really, because, you know, he's a local guy, and he's, he's very well capable, and uh, he just, he jumped right in, I think it's, we didn't even rehearse, we just said, 
come to the first show and uh, hold and, on tight. And hit the yeah. ground running. Yeah, man. Well, that's that's awesome, dude. That's just really great to hear. Um, that's a great fit for you guys. And Greg, is there anything? I know that we're uh, having Doc's Tavern on as well as the other the featured venue for this week, and you guys are doing the uh, the pre Turkey Day Bash, the one year anniversary. Do you want to relay a little bit of information about that show for everybody? Yeah, man. So uh, Doc's Tavern is on Woodruff Road in Greenville, and this is our probably twelfth annual. I'm guessing twelfth could be eleventh or. Yeah, that's what Beth said, actually. She said 12 earlier. Yeah, let's just call it 12, man. You know, I, don't, I can't remember much anymore. <laughs> it, it, it all started back at the handlebar. I think we did like three or four of the handlebar. So that tells you how long we've been doing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's been a, it's a tradition here in Greenville. And uh, every every year is like the biggest show of the year that we play around here. And uh, we've been, we had it at the pump house the last few years. And then now Doc's Tavern opened up. And uh, they've really done a nice job in that place of building the stage and really nice PA in there. And they, they're turning it into a music venue. And uh, it went from just a, just a bar to a, now it really is a music venue. And uh, it sounds really good in there. It's a good, you know, it's not too big, not too small. But we'll be playing there Wednesday. And we have Rob Linus out from California. And uh, he may not be well known around here, but guy, he's, He's well known across the country, and he's going to be opening up for us, <laughs> along with Anna Lee Band. And Anna Lee, Anna Lee will go on probably in a eight eight thirty range, and then then Rob and then us will be on stage about ten thirty. <laughs> but it should be a heck of a time, man. We've already uh, we've already almost sold it out. We've got we've got probably a hundred tickets left, and I imagine they're going to go the next couple of days. So if you're listening to this, I'd recommend just going. Get your tickets so you don't miss out on Excellent. Yes, go out and see the Piedmont boys. They put on a hell of a show. It's always a good time, good sound, good vibes. And, uh, and, and Greg, you know, I haven't, I haven't actually seen you in person in a couple of years, so it would be nice to come check you out live and in, in action and to, uh, to get a beer with you soon, man. I look forward to it, man. Um, but, yeah, before we kind of wrap things up, Greg, we always like to play a track or two from the artists that we feature. So um, if you wouldn't mind just emailing me something here on the side whenever you get a chance. But uh, is there a certain song maybe that you have you want to promote specifically or just a track that you think embodies the sound of the Piedmont Boys? Uh, yeah, you know, there's so many of them I could choose from. But I'll send you one off the, the new album. I'll send you a song called Boomerang because that, that'll, uh, that'll give you a good taste of what we do and kind of Hey, that's actually perfect, man. Because this, you know, our, our musician relationship here, it's like a boomerang. Like, you know, came right back. Um, it's been, a, it's been a, probably about a decade or so, but it is nice to talk to you again. So, Boomerang, uh, what is that song about? Uh, basically, uh, we played Foff Grable a few times. And uh, this one year, Sturgill Simpson didn't show up to, uh, to the gig. And we were supposed to open up for him. So, we kind of, oh, wow. you know, played a little longer. And it was, it was a sad deal because I wanted to meet him just way before he blew up. And, so anyway, you know, there's this girl sitting on the sidewalk and uh, smoking a cigarette and kind of looked at her on the stage. And, you know, and then the story just goes from there. It's basically just saying, uh, you know, love, and you'll hear the lyrics, but love, love me easy, don't, don't hold on too tight because uh, my love's like a boomerang. If you let it fly, it'll come back home. You know what I mean? I got and you. So it's, that's kind of the premise of the song, but uh, it, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, the first 
first time you saw me, I was on the stage. Sturgill did the show, so we took his place. And then I took your hand, I showed you my RV. You said you always wanted a honky-tonk man. There's one thing you gotta understand. I can't buy you no wedding ring when I'm saving for D18. And I said, if you're gonna love me, love me easy. Don't put the screws on me, cause I'll unwind right out the door. If you're gonna love me, love me easy. My love's like a boomerang, you gotta let it fly, and it'll come back home to you. Cooking so I settled on in Didn't take long for the honeymoon to end I was back on the road I was playing with my band Now baby don't get mad Cause I've always been That guitar picker with a crooked grin And he knows the song So you understand You gotta let a free bird fly And if you're gonna love me Let me easy Don't put the screws on me Cause I'll unwind right out the door If you're gonna love me Let me Gotta let it fly, and it'll come back home to you. So that was Boomerang from the Piedmont Boys. Greg, uh, once again, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And uh, I know we highlighted the uh, the Doc's Tavern show on Wednesday night, but uh, is there anything else you'd kind of re- like to relay on behalf of the Piedmont Boys? Yeah, just uh, follow us on uh, all the all the social media things, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and most importantly, probably just really try to listen to us on Spotify. And, and uh, we, we need to grow our monthly listeners there. That's where... 
that's what we're focusing on with Spotify and, uh, you know, just spread the word. We, we're, we're pretty much underground band. It's word of mouth is how we get spread around. So appreciate anything well, else to do out there to help us help us get the word out absolutely man that the uh the mouths have been spreading your word for a while man like i said uh, you're one of the more well-known bands in the area i'm happy for your success and uh you know tis the season it's winter stay warm uh, folks if you you ain't got no hot water you might have a cold beer and and i hope you i hope you get that reference so uh <laughs> greg i appreciate you coming on the show again today man um like i say to all the guests and artists please keep in touch and we'll relay future performances maybe have you guys back on Well, I appreciate it. Thank you a lot. We'll see you down the highway. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, that was Mr. Greg Payne of the Piedmont Boys. Pleasure to finally get them on the show. And let's go ahead and roll into the next segment, which is the venue we discussed, Doc's Tavern. Let's talk to Bess from Doc's. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Miss Bess, the owner of Doc's Tavern, on the show. We've heard a lot about Doc's Tavern here in the last few weeks and few months, honestly. Um, And their uh, one-year anniversary party is on Wednesday. Bess, how are you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? Not too bad. Just uh, sticking to the grind here. I, I also bartend, so the weekends are long and heavy hitting for me, but uh, I, I know you can relate to that being in the uh, service industry with Doc's Tavern. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so do you want to give us just a brief little background on, uh, on Doc's Tavern and how it came to be? Well, um, everybody knows it used to be Friars Tavern. I actually bartended there for three years prior to purchasing it. Um, the owner put it up for sale last October, so I jumped right in and just thought that it could be, you know, something a little bit better than it was. Um, I wanted to have a music venue, so we did the sound and the stage, and here we are. Awesome. So, like, did Friars, I mean, I'm familiar with Friars, but I don't know if I actually ever went to Friars, so did they do live music before? No, they did not. So, uh, live music is a personal passion of yours? Yeah, it is, and I just felt like Greenville could use... um, you know, a venue with, you know, honky, I like honky tonk country, all that. And I just felt like the venue was a great place to do that. There's, there was a huge dance floor and I had suggested it to the previous owner and he just wanted to have nothing to do with it. So I took the opportunity to do what I wanted to do. That's awesome. And so I guess that's the uh, musical style you gravitate towards the honky tonk country, right? Southern honky tonk country, Southern rock. Okay. Excellent. Um, and we, like I said, your, your name had popped up, uh, on the schedule as well as different artists that we've interviewed. And, um, we, we had a chance to talk to Miss, uh, Carrie Lee recently as well. And she was talking about you guys. Who are some of the artists, uh, that you guys have had on that you've been excited about? Um, well, I like to support local music. So we've actually started a Thursday series that we're highlighting all local musicians. Um, but we, we love Luke Israel, the Piedmont boys, um, Bly Harrington, of course, uh, Lucretia Ann, Tony Slaughter, um, Anna Lee Band, you know, we get them coming through, um, as well as some national acts as well. But as far as the locals go, those are our people. Well, that's great. And, and a few of those names we've had on the show already, and a couple of those we need to get on the show. Um, the One specifically, uh, Lucretia? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've heard her name a lot, and we haven't had a chance to have her on yet. Do you, do you have any sort of background insight on her sound and what she brings? Oh, you definitely need to have her. Um, she's actually going to be opening for, we've got Twitty and Lynn coming up in December, and um, she's going to be opening for them, which is Conway's grandson and Loretta's granddaughter. So she'll be there for that show, which should be really good. She's She's awesome. got a great voice, and you definitely should have her. Okay, great. Um, so specifically, though, the one-year anniversary, 
Wednesday, November 23rd, you guys are going to have the old Piedmont boys on the stage. Yes, we are. I believe it's our 12th annual show. They did it at another venue for a while, but they moved it to our venue. So we've actually almost sold out a ticket. So it's going to be a hit for sure. We've oh, got um, Anna Lee Band opening as well as Rob Linus. Okay. And, uh, you know, Piedmont Boys have been playing for a, a long time. Honestly, my old band back in the day, we kind of played some of the same spots, recorded our albums in the same location. Um, so I've, I've at least known who those guys are uh, for, for, I want to say, almost a couple decades at this point, making me feel kind of old. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, how did you guys get linked up with Piedmont Boys? Uh, do, you, do you have a history with, with those guys? Um, I've known them for a while. I, I actually met them when I lived in Vegas for I lived in Vegas for a while and I came and Did you? came to visit for Christmas and I saw one of their shows at the gathering spot way back when. Oh, the old G spot. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've, I've known of them for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. So the, the gathering spot, man, that was, that was a, a nitty gritty little venue, you know, um, oh, yeah. and kind of old school downtown Greenville or like, you know, that whole area now is completely revitalized obviously, but, uh, there, there were some right. fun memories, honestly. Like that was kind of a dive bar ish, but uh, they always rocked the house, and uh, oh, yeah. I, I definitely remember seeing the Piedmont boys out there and, and Greg Payne having a good time as he always does. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what about uh, I guess generally like the vibe? What, what have you done differently to make it its own thing aside from you know when you changed over from Friars to Docks? Like what is when someone walks in, what's the experience they're going to get? Um, a lot of people are who we have. We're about ninety percent regulars and. Just the reaction that I've gotten from them has been outstanding, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. Um, they say that we've we've cleaned it up a lot. They love the live music. We've got karaoke. Uh, the main thing is that we offer a little bit of everything. We've got pool tables, dart room, enough room to dance, you know, have fun with the bands. Um, we've got a great food menu. It wasn't necessarily the same, but we just kind of spruced it up a bit and just cleaned it up. And that's the main thing that people say that they can see a huge difference in. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think I did see some, uh, some specials or, or the menu post and, and looked like you had a lot of good tasty items there. Oh yeah, we do. Um, so you lived in Vegas. Let's, let's hop back to this for half a second. Uh, okay. what brought you to Vegas and, uh, how long were you out there? I was out there for five years. I'm born and raised in Greenville. Um, I went to Greenville high school and then, I knew some people that had gone out to Vegas, and I just thought, you know, now or never, if I don't do it, I'll right. be mad that I didn't do it. So I bartended out there, and it was it was pretty wild. Oh, sure. I bet that was insane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely was. I worked in one of the high-volume uh, nightclubs on the Strip, so that was quite the experience. I've only been one time, and it was a couple years ago for my buddy's bachelor party, but uh, it, it was an epic, uh, epic week. I don't know why we, I don't know why the hell we decided to stay five days, but by the f fourth day, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. Like, just went five a little hard. about three days too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I guess... Living out there was different for sure. Well, I, uh, you know, Greenville started kind of becoming cool here in the last decade or so. So I guess you, you were pulled back to your roots, right? Right. Well, my, my family's still here, so I knew I'd always end up back here. But just those five years that I was gone and, and came back, it was pretty astounding to see all the changes, especially downtown, you know. Oh, my, going, yeah. Going to Greenville High School, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot going on downtown, but now it's just, it's grown so much. I just, I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to try to bring some music to Greenville. 
and we love seeing all these new uh, places and venues to showcase live music. And uh, Docs obviously has become one of those venues very quickly here. Well, I just felt like we, we had a lot to offer. Being born and raised here with all the people moving here and everything and all these big companies coming through, I just wanted to have a bar that had a hometown feel, especially with somebody born and raised here. I knew, I felt like I knew what, you know, Greenville could use. So Absolutely. And Bess, where exactly is Docs for anybody who uh, has not been out there? It's located at 1178 Woodruff Road. It's Suites 8 and 9. It's right okay. in front of Frankie's Fun Park. Okay, great. Do you ever hop over and get on the go-karts? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, Bess, yeah, I think we've kind of hit all the highlights and uh, everything that we needed to discuss. Do you have anything else uh, for the folks in Unpod Nation? Um, No, I think that covered everything. We hope to see everybody out there soon. Okay, great. Yeah, and I need to come by in person and and meet you and shake your hand and uh, and check out some uh, good honky-tonk tunes and some tasty treats. Yeah, maybe on Wednesday. All right. That sounds good. Bess, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Please keep in touch. Like we always say, uh, we always like to keep a good relationship with all guests on the show and promote things in the future. And, uh, and I appreciate your time today, Bess. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. And that was Bess from Doc's Tavern. Joshua, if you're, if you're ready, man, we're going to hop into one of my favorite segments. It's this day in music. Ooh, I love it. Okay. So uh, basically we're just going to kind of, uh, pick out a couple little anecdotes from the day. It is November 21st. I, I like to look at it the first time and like genuinely have a reaction you know, on, on tape. I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, that's cool. And then like, oh, that's cool. I mean, that sounded kind of similar, honestly. But <laughs> Josh, do you see anything that's positive here on November 21st? We, we need some, some goodness here. Uh, there's some more drug stuff. Goodness. Here's a lawsuit. This was a very, <laughs> this was a very uh, troublesome day in uh, music two, history. Uh, 2004 doesn't sound so bad. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, crazy. Well, back in 2004, November 21st, Eminem was number one on the U.S. album chart with Encore, which was his third U.S. number one album. Girls Aloud started a two-week run at number one on the U.K. singles chart with their version of The Pretenders, I'll Stand By You. Okay. Uh, this was 2004 single for the Children in Need appeal with its proceeds, you know, going towards the charity. Okay, hey, that's good. That's that's the positivity we needed. I didn't expect that from Eminem <laughs> of all people, right? Oh yeah, I know. It's like sad, <laughs> bad, bad. Hey, right. Eminem, he's got some sunshine in his pocket. You know, it's nuts when you think it because I mean, he came out in what the late 90s, right? So mm-hmm. the dude's been doing it for a minute now. Oh yeah. Um. All right, so uh, here's something. Uh, an acoustic guitar here on November 21st, 2003, the, the previous year. Uh, acoustic guitar from the late Beatle George Harrison was auctioned for $276,000. How much would you pay for a Beatles uh, piece of uh, memoir equipment there? Is that a uh, fucking phrase? What did I, I just say? <laughs> I, guess if I, I guess if I had the money. <laughs> if I had the money, right. If I had the money. If I could spend 276 on a whim like that, yeah, sure. If I had a million dollars. <laughs> there you go. I'd buy George's guitar. <laughs> There's probably a couple left somewhere. Uh, let's see here. All right, so all the way back in glorious 1991, November 21st, Aerosmith made a guest appearance on the Simpsons animated comedy. There you go. Uh, yeah, other acts who appeared on the show are uh, included Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Smashing Pumpkins, Sonic Youth, U2, The Moody Blues, The B-52s, The Who. I didn't know that. Wow. R.E.M., Fish, Blink-182, Metallica, and The White Stripes. Damn, they should do a fucking Simpsons uh, guest show like <laughs> concert, dude. This is yeah. that's a killer Oh, I lineup. know. 
Look at all yeah, those names. That's the who. I, that blows my mind. I, I mean, we, I almost want to research and kind of find these episodes. And see yes. It. That's really interesting. Uh, 1983. Michael Jackson's... Oh, <laughs> are you taking it? Oh, no, go for it. Oh, oh okay. I was just going to be the sound effect guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got gotcha. you. We'll start over. <laughs> all right. So back in good old 1983, when uh, the cast of Stranger Things were not uh, you know, trying to save the town with 11... <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, uh, Michael Jackson's 14-minute video for Thriller That's right. premiered in Los Angeles, and it was directed by, do you know? I only know because I can read uh, John Landis. John Landis, the, uh, the famous uh, film director. and um, the, the, the other director, though, that's interesting. <laughs> or, or, excuse me, not director, but also co-starring. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Play- I read that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Playboy Centerfold. Ola Ray. Ola Ray. Mm-hmm. The video, just like the song, contains uh, a spoken word performance by horror film veteran Vincent Price. Oh, I mean, and that was, I mean, that dude's voice for, with that song. I mean, you can't cast anybody else. I mean, that was absolutely perfect. They were lucky he's still alive. He uh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like the master of, of, of old-fashioned uh, horror. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the video, uh, it was filmed at the Palace Theater in downtown Los Angeles. The zombie dance sequence... That's in East Los Angeles. And the, uh, the final house scene, that was in the Angelino Heights neighborhood at uh, 1345 Carroll Avenue in California. Wow, that is very specific information there towards the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I might I might cut some of that because it's kind of weird. But, yeah, that um, is a little strange. I mean, if you're very nostalgic and you're a huge fan of Michael Jackson or John Landis, yeah, go down there and visit. Or, or the Playboy uh, Centerfold Ola Ray, of course. <laughs> uh, she's still hot. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Okay, do you want to, I guess I'll hit yeah. this one here. Yeah. Uh, November 21st, 1981, Queen and David Bowie were at number one in the UK with Under Pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, they recorded the song together when both acts were working in a Swiss recording studio. And it was David Bowie's first release collaboration with another recording artist. I didn't know that, actually. I figured, what? I figured there'd be many more before that, right? You would think so. Goodness gracious, 81, Bowie's already been, he's been rocking it wow. since the 70s. That's interesting. I did not know this. As much as I've heard that song and knew about it, I did not know that. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we have to. Do you want to? You know what? Hey. <sighs> this is crazy. Sorry, Don Henley fans. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, I would say oh, this I don't be... know. This is really dark. And fucked up, man. Uh, I don't know. Might not be good it. for no. you. Might not be good. Dude, man. I didn't know that. That's Don crazy. freaking Henley? Well, let's just say that something really terrible happened November 21st, 1980, involving Don Henley. I, I, that is just a lot. That's a mm-hmm. lot right there. Yeah, don't, don't goggle it. Don't goggle Don Henley, November 21st, 1980. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to really <laughs> alter your perspective there. Um, okay, let's see. Maybe. <laughs> okay, well, hey, this is simple and short. Elton John was just in the area like a month or two ago, right? He had mm-hmm. a concert. So uh, Elton John, on November 21st, 1975, he received a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. I've seen that star. Yeah, I have. Do you have a star there yet? Um, no, (laughs) unfortunately not. I mean, I I've written them a dozen emails, and I I just they never get back with me for whatever reason. That is just so pretentious of them. They are all right. I know they got plenty of blocks there available. All right, Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the birthdays, man. I think we've covered a lot of uh, little tidbits from the day itself. Um, I'm going to start with this one. This is a newer band that's been. Like a lot of people love these guys. They're, you know, within the last five years or so from Glass Animals. Uh, November 21st, 1988, Drew McFarlane, he's the guitarist for the band Glass Animals. 
And so Heat Waves was a big song, and they had that uh, Tangerine. I really dug that one. And I mean, the whole album's good, but anyway. Uh, this is funny. You want to do that one? <laughs> I know you remember that song. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right, born on this day, 1985, Canadian singer-songwriter and actress Carly Rae Jepsen. If you still don't know who it is... This is def- crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, with her 2012 single, Call Me Maybe. Oh, man. Reached number one in 18 countries and culminating as uh, the year's best-selling single globally. Wow, it was globally the best-selling single. Goodness gracious. Everybody was finding a way to put that right. in their sentences at the bar. You I know, know. Like, hey, good seeing you, man. Call me maybe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. That is hilarious, dude. Um, it reminds me of that song Friday that came out from that. It was a young girl with singer. Um, oh, uh, it's some, Friday, uh, Friday. Amanda Black or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Something Black. Karen Black, Z- Amanda Jessica, Black. Amanda, Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking anyway. about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of those, like, everybody just couldn't get enough of the cheesiness there. Um, and speaking of teenagers, Francis McDonald, the drummer from Teenage Fan Club, was born today uh, in 1970, November 21st. I don't know if I know that band, to be honest with you. The Pastels, I... Oh, the Pastels. Okay. Yeah, teenage Fan Club, yeah, and uh, the Pastels. I've heard of the Pastels. Okay. But Teenage Fan Club, no. That's a no for me. How about this one? Yeah, so I, I, I'll try to tackle that crazy name, but if you want to hit, hit up this one. Oh, okay. And we're almost done. We'll just, oh, just, yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, so in 1968, Alex James, who was the bassist with Blur, who scored the 1995 number one single, Country House, um, plus over 12, yeah, 12 others. See, it's, it's weird that they, they say that when I think their Blur's most famous song is probably song two, you know? Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, right? So anyway, yeah, no, uh, I don't know if you knew this. I like to always drop this in here. The lead singer of Blur is also the lead singer of uh, Gorillaz. I don't, know if, I don't know if you knew that, but... Brandon, that's one of the ones, Brandon. We, we know everything. Brandon knows that. One. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and here's another quick birthday here on November 21st, 1965. Icelandic singer, songer, actress, record producer, and DJ Bjork. And did you know Bjork's last name? It starts with a G, and it's really, really long. Goodman's daughter, which has got to translate to a good man's daughter yeah. in German. Yeah. I, I think that, honestly, hey, I took it, three years of German. I should know. but Hey, uh, if, if not, it sounds believable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if there's a one or two more quick ones here before we wrap up this day in music. Uh, I don't see really much craziness going on here, man. I think that's about it. Uh, well, we did mention the Who earlier, so maybe we can oh, yeah, give this guy yeah. a little plug. Oh, rabbit. All right. Yeah, so uh, and back in uh, 1948, American English rock keyboardist John Rabbit Bundrick. He worked with the Who. He worked with Free, Backstreet Crawler, Bob Marley and the Wailers, and Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. Oh, excellent. So there you go. John Rabbit Bundrick. Happy birthday. If you're still out there kicking it. Uh, <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up this day in music and the uh, first part of the co-hosting special here with uh, Joshua Jones. Thanks to the Piedmont Boys. Thanks to Bess from Doc's Tavern. Um, and we'll see you guys uh, next week with a couple of new artists uh, to show for you from the Brando Jones Films Songwriter Sessions. All right, well, uh, Joshua, man, let's do this again. Hey, sounds good, man. Have a good one, buddy. Uh, you too. Sayonara. Peace out. <laughs>